Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Homemade Family. Doing our, we are Nathaniel and Amy White for Homemade Family. This is, we need to we need do some muting. And... Having some strange technology <laughs> snafu stuff, whatever. Uh, Nathaniel and Amy White with Homemade Family talking about all things family on Insight Now. And this is why she always does the intro. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't do the details well. It's all good. So you guys, um, I'm excited to talk about this topic today. Um, hopefully we're actually going to get a whole course on discipline up soon yes. because um, it does, definitely is a, a topic that needs to be talked about today. Um, so we are going to talk about basically the theory of discipline or the foundations, foundations. of discipline and um, we aren't going to talk about how to discipline, but we are going to give you some vision and some really helpful things that will help on your discipline and parenting journey. So, um, you know, there are so many resources out there right now, and I actually do follow like a whole bunch of different Instagram accounts, or I just keep up with some of the, the parenting philosophies going on in the internet right now. And there's a lot of really interesting things <laughs> unhealthy unhealthy there Unhelpful, you go that's the word that i'm looking for <laughs> yes. um philosophies out there on parenting and so uh we really urge caution as you go out and you look and there's things that kind of sound good in the moment but if you really think them through and follow them through to the end result you're going to be like hmm maybe this is not the wisest uh information no, but it, it's not going to just be you're you in a lot of pain and frustration. It'll also be your kids. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I just, we have had babysitters throughout the years, even since when our kids were little and I have never had a babysitter um, leave my house without saying, Oh my gosh, what do you do with your kids? Your kids are amazing. I've babysat so many kids and your kids are different. Your kids get along with each other. They obey what I say. Like, what do you do? You know, like, I want to raise my kids like your kids. Like, they're, they, they've said, please write a parenting book because you're doing something that's working. And so um, I'm not trying to brag on us, but I am saying that there are some things that we will tell you that other people have had encounters with our kids that they're like, this is just different and it's good. You know, um, along with those parenting philosophies and even just a hands-off parenting approach, we're seeing a lot of the fruit of that. And it's not good fruit. You guys have a conversation, sit down and talk to a school teacher and ask them what their frustrations are. And I will tell you, it's that kids aren't obeying, they're not listening, they're having temper tantrums, even in the older grades that they haven't learned self-control or self-management or emotional management. And the classrooms are becoming really disruptive because kids haven't had these boundaries and learned how to actually function because parents are told that if you discipline your kid, that's, you know, abuse or torture or exerting your will on somebody is wrong. But anyway, so we're here to share that you actually can raise really amazing kids. And we're just going to share some of the philosophies and the foundations of discipline that we use because vision, vision and understanding why we discipline will definitely help us to actually walk in that. Walk in yeah. 
And this is something Amy will say uh, later on, Just, but just on that vision, she'll say, you know, Proverbs tells us that without vision, we cast off restraint. So if we don't actually have a vision for why to discipline our kids, um, then we won't because it, it isn't fun and it, it's painful, not just for us, not just for the kids, but also for us. So, um, so just first things first, you know, um, I, I want to ask the question, what is a parent? Because if you see yourself, how you see yourself as a parent is going to provide boundaries and structure for you in how you operate within your own home and relate to your own kids. So a lot of what is currently out there, the predominant philosophies and teachings for parenting and for discipline is basically don't <laughs> like let your kids get their emotions out and and just let them feel what they need to feel and let them determine um, pretty much anything. And so we have seen so many times. I mean, it's it's crazy to us to see that how many times this is, but it's like all of a sudden you will see parents asking the two-year-old, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? What do you want to eat? Should we do this now? And the two-year-old is in charge of the family. And I bet the parents don't even realize it. Like they've, they've gotten there somehow slowly and they think they're loving their kids, but they've actually put a two-year-old in charge of the home. And I don't know how many two-year-olds you know, but they don't know anything. <laughs> like they think they do <laughs> they think they do but they don't have logic or reason or perspective honestly yeah, no for perspective anything. for anything like, no yeah so i mean you know like it, two-year-olds are the are the kids that we're telling don't touch the stove it's hot i think when our isaac was three four he he actually did touch a stove one time not realizing it was hot it, it was turned off but it was still hot and he touched it and got, and you could see the ring lined blisters in his hand. It was really bad and, um, or less damaging, but still good perspective on just how much does a, does a child know is, um, what, what's the worm story? Adonai's worm. Oh, <laughs> uh, Adonai was a young toddler running around with a worm and she a dried, was a dried worm. I think it was a live worm and she kept kissing it. And so I was like, Adoniah, you know, we don't, we don't kiss worms. So then she licked it and I was like, oh honey, we don't lick worms either. And so she's like, okay. And she hugged it and she said, hug. And she ran around the house hugging her worm instead of yes. licking it and kissing it. <laughs> so like, that's very sweet, but is that really what you want making the decisions for your family? You know, like that, uh, that we're just going to submit ourselves to the whims of a two-year-old. We're, we're not. Um, so anyway, no judgment or anything. We're just trying to give some perspective that <laughs> right, exactly. That sometimes we don't even realize that that we've put, you know, our littles in charge. And really, we just need to take back the reins of parenting. Yes. And so, so a lot of time we say this all the time. Life is PG. Like it's rated PG. Yes. Parental guidance. <laughs> there actually is guidance that's needed. And so this is this is one of the things that that we want to just encourage you and place you in that in that seat of authority. We commission you. We as commission parents. you to be parents. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, just enough said on that. There's more we want to get to. I could keep going because I I just yes passionate about that. But 
Amy, why don't you tell us why we discipline? Okay. Well, first of all, we say, um, I mean, the Bible says without vision that we cast off restraint. So it's really important for us to have a vision of where we're going and where the parenting is taking us and why we're doing what we're doing. So um, we kind of, it's funny when we very first got married and I was thinking to myself, like, I just really want my kids to be virgins when they get married someday. Like that was the goal of my parenting. I just wanted them to stay pure until marriage. But then I found, I was like, after I had kids, I was like, oh, I probably should broaden this definition or this goal of what I want for my kids for their life. Because really what we're looking for is to raise healthy adults. Yeah. The ones that are um, contributing members of society they can parent their own children. They make healthy choices for themselves. Um, they they know how to be good employees, good business owners, good They know leaders. how to cook food. <laughs> they know how to cook food. They know how to clean laundry. a house. <laughs> right? And, we, and okay, sorry. go ahead. We, we've actually <laughs> had people tell us, and or we've seen some of this, like we have seen more than one, authority on parenting say it's abusive for you to give your kids chores and we're like how are they ever going to learn (laughs) yeah it's abusive to not give your kids chores how are they going to know how to manage their own home Mm -hmm. if they don't practice in yours yes yes so um having kids who are ready to uh rule the world let's say because truthfully Um, Our kids are the future of this nation and the future of this world. And so they have to have the emotional maturity, the intellectual maturity, the skills and talents to actually the integrity, the character, um, all of these things to go out and to lead and to live healthy lives. And so that is the vision and the goal of why we discipline is because we are creating um, the future of creating the world. Creating the future of the world. Yes and amen. All right, Nathaniel. Yes. So just a mindset on this. When we're talking about discipline, I know that where this goes for most of us is thinking discipline is punishment. And it's not. I mean it, some people do it as punishment, but that isn't what we what we recommend. Um, in fact, we, we recommend avoiding that because that's where I think discipline crosses over into being hurtful and damaging is when it's used as punishment. And yes, there's a blurry line because you discipline. There, there are times where discipline is be is as a consequence of choices. Um, but um, but what I want to to communicate very clearly in this is that um, we consider discipline to be training, not to be for punishment. That I'll say it again, that discipline is for training. It is not for punishment. And the big difference in that is that training is future focused. It's focused on who are you going to become? What, what kind of person are you growing into versus punishment is like, you hurt me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get revenge. I'm gonna get even. It's it's vengeance focused or it's past focused. It's what did you do? And so um, punishment can get us stuck in looking at behavior, at um, at mistakes. It can get us focused on on past, but discipline is always focused on future 
And it's always looking to empower into something greater rather than punish for something that was wrong. Yeah, that's really good. Um, a lot of people too will say that it's manipulation to get what you want out of them. And I would say that again, if you come back to the why of what you're doing and understanding that, um, you know, kids are going to have boundaries. Adults have boundaries. All of us have rules and laws and structures that we have to follow. Yeah. And um, I would say that, I mean, there's a huge, even, even employers are having so much trouble right now with the young generation because they're not on time or they can't manage themselves well or these things. And so uh, like schedule an interview and they don't show up. Yeah. Are they, you know, and, and that's where like for us to put boundaries in place, like, Hey, if you do this, you're going to lose your Kindle time or you're going to have to pay your brother five bucks. or you're going to have to, you know, whatever it is, this isn't manipulation in order to get our will. It's a, it's a, it's a means to train them because <laughs> they are going to the real world to the real world that they are going to have boundaries in the real world you know, when they get there. And so they need to learn how to make choices and to manage their disappointment, to manage their emotions, to manage yeah. all these things so that they don't, when, when they grow up and get jobs, that they're not surprised if they get fired or they know how to, to show up and have character and structure in those right. things. Yeah. Um, we have those conversations with our kids all the time. Like when they were little, especially, you know, oh, you hit your brother. Do you know what happens when you're an adult and you hit people? They take you to jail. Right. Like that. this is actually a serious offense. You need to know that this is actually really, truly wrong and not okay. And you need to not do it. Yeah. Or stealing the kid's Taking toy. Taking a kid's toy. Even, even as babies and toddlers... Now, I don't know that this is, dis well, not as babies, it's not disciplinable, but but by toddler age, they see something and they want it, so they take it. Sometimes they hit their friend or brother to take it, or they just take just it. And we always and would be like, no, you don't take what somebody else has. This is a good boundary. Right. Um, and... And you know what? Then the kid might scream because you just violated their want and their will. But I don't care. That's a temper tantrum. It doesn't need comforted. It actually needs discipline. Right. You know, and the reason why is if we play this out into adulthood, like let's look at all the looting going on in California. You know, I want it. So I'm going to take it. Or let's look about at this in relationships like you know, you want that kiss from somebody. So you just steal it from them. And meanwhile, they're saying no. And it's like, there, there's bigger consequences. And so God has been so gracious to give us these toddler years to actually teach and train and cause them to have management of their emotions. Right. Now I just, or desires or desires, Yeah. right. The like, management of their appetites and desires. <laughs> Amy didn't say it as bluntly as, as we kind of did in our prep work for this, but, but rape is taking something that you, that someone desires and the other person doesn't. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, these are issues that the world is trying to address. How do we, how do we get men to honor the no? How do we get right. men to honor a boundary when a woman says no, that they don't take more than the woman is willing to give? Um, 
I mean, it starts, the, the, in, the it home, starts in the and home. It starts in the home. It starts in two years old, at one year <laughs> in old. In the toddler days. In the toddler <laughs> years when you say no and they have to honor your no. Mm -hmm. It starts with parenting. Yeah. You know, I touched on real quick just not comforting a temper tantrum. Yeah. Um, Nathaniel, I think you did a really good talk. If I'm throwing you just out there and you don't remember it, you don't I will have try. to, but you can talk about. Um, the difference between comforting when somebody is hurt and comforting a temper tantrum and the damage that that can bring. So, Sure. I, it doesn't immediately jump stuff to <laughs> mind, but I will give it my best. <laughs> so, um, so, Or how should a person handle a temper tantrum <laughs> if a kid is like, you told them no, you took their, you, you made them give the toy back and now they're screaming about it. <laughs> well... I mean, you, you, the bottom line is you can't reward a temper tantrum. You just can't because rewarding, um, rewarding a temper tantrum just encourages someone to give more temper tantrum. Um, and, and I don't, I, I don't prescribe just letting them cry it out either. I, I prescribe confronting it. Um, and again, like Amy said, we're not talking about the, the how we're casting vision for stuff right now. But, but the reason is because honestly, um, one of the keys to having a successful life and a happy life and a joy filled life is having a submitted will, um, being actually connected to the ultimate source of authority. As much as our culture ever since the 1960s, we have been very anti-authority of any kind and it has gone to the point where we just think, I just want to be friends with my kids. But God actually established you as an authority in your home with a responsibility to raise your kids. And if you treat them as peers from the moment they're born, then you actually lose your ability to serve them and promote them into someone that, that is actually fulfilling their potential. Now, the other side of that is if they don't submit to you, they can't be promoted by you. That's really good. If they don't, if your children will not submit to you, then they cannot be promoted by you. And that's the whole thing. This is the discipline is about future. Parenting is about raising kids, elevating kids, promoting kids, creating and shaping awesome, world-shaping, confident, successful people. And, and that isn't just going to happen. We aren't born with the wisdom of knowing how to just do life successfully, right? We as adults understand it actually takes work and wisdom and know-how and skill sets and practical abilities. And where do those come from? They come from training. They come from teaching. They come from practice. They come from discipline. And then therefore... You love your children well by giving them teaching, training, practice, discipline, because those are the things that are needed to actually establish the wisdom and the skills to be successful. Mm -hmm. And then out of that success, what do they get? This is the entire book of Proverbs. What do they get? They actually get a measure of prosperity. They get peacefulness. They get confidence. They get a sense of security. They it, like all of these things come from this discipline. And so all of this traces back to if they won't submit to you, 
you can't promote them. Mm -hmm. So why do you need to confront a temper tantrum? Because this is them raging all out emotions, exploding. I didn't get what I want. Life isn't fair. Too bad, so sad. <laughs> Life isn't fair. Deal with it. And it is so much easier to deal with it when they're little than when they are older. And oh, right. You know, if it's if it's not cute at two, it certainly isn't going to be cute when they're sixteen <sighs> or twenty-five or thirty-five and trying to raise their own family and have jobs and do those things. So, we have we have seen parent we have seen marriages completely dissolve because one of the part one of the spouses is just completely willful and won't just humble themselves to serve. Like everything's got to be about them. And it ends up being this radical insecurity that the other spouse just can't fill. Mm -hmm. And like, it, it's just, it's so hard to watch. Yeah. So this discipline topic is a huge topic and we have so many other things that we could talk about, but I'm going to have Nathaniel share now about, um, kind of when we started having kids, the Lord just totally spoke to Nathaniel through um, one of the scriptures. And this has really been the foundation of where we have disciplined from and why we, why we have chosen um, structure and order and discipline and correction in our home. And so yeah. why don't you go ahead and share that? Yeah. So I was just reading through Deuteronomy. I don't know, felt kind of prompted to lead th read through some of the, uh, <laughs> some people call it like flyover country of, of the Bible. Like this is the boring <laughs> stuff. Like we just pretend it's not even there. Um, but, but it was, um, anyway, I'll, I'll jump to the point instead of giving all the context. Um, I was reading in Deuteronomy 28 and I'm going to read some of it to you guys. Um, it, it goes like this. Uh, Deuteronomy 28, um, starting in verse 2. It says, And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. That's the will. Will you choose to keep the commandments? Will you choose or are you going to throw temper tantrums? And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you and your foot did not swell these 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. What that just said is that, first of all, God's discipline for Israel in the wilderness was not disasters that happened to them. It was the manna that showed up every single day for 40 years. And the, the purpose of God doing it the way he did it was that they would know that they needed to live by his words, not just by bread alone and not just by outer circumstances. The way this worked was he said, this is how the, bre the, the bread is going to show up on the ground these five days of the week. Don't take more than you're supposed to take exactly this much per person. 
on the sixth day, take a double portion because it's not going to show up on the seventh. And so the regular irregularity of that means they knew that it was not um, some quirk of the wilderness. It was something that was connected to his voice. And because it happened exactly the way that he said it every single day, and they had to rely on this, they had no other source to get, to get their food from. They had to rely on this and live on his word. Um, it proved and ingrained in them over those 40 years of discipline that they could trust what he said. So what you see is that the first generation of Israelites who came out of Egypt, they did not have 40 years of being trained and disciplined by his faithfulness to his word. And so when they got to the promised land and he said, I will give this land to you, they didn't believe him. They believed their eyes that saw these cities with thick, tall walls and that are filled with giants. And they're like, we were like grasshoppers in their sight. And, and so we were even in our own sight. And, and they believed their circumstances instead of his word. And because they didn't believe his word, they couldn't enter the promise of the good land and the good life that he had for them. The second generation that had been trained to trust his words was able to enter the promise. That's the goal of parenting. It's that, 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 that's the goal of discipline is I'm working to connect my kids to my words so my words can guide them. So that if they go to school and they've got a bully who picks on them or they have a friend who just is a jerk to them that day and they come home brokenhearted or even just they had a bad, they had a bad test and they come home thinking they're a failure I'm able to, with my words, I'm able to pick them back up and put them back together and send them back into it with confidence for success. Mm -hmm. But if they have no value for my words, whether that's I'm commanding them to pick up their toys or whether I'm comforting them, if they have no value for my words, it can't give them the benefit of it. And ultimately to now, we rarely have to discipline our kids anymore because we worked on their will when they were young and now they're just tied to our words. We can have conversations with them and just teach, instruct, train, raise them up into wherever those words lead them into, but ultimately into promise. Yeah. So that's really good. Just um, having our kids, the, the, the reason or, you know, the main philosophy of the discipline, like it said, that he disciplined them so that they would listen to his voice. Yeah. Now, here's another truth. Your kids can't really submit to God or follow his voice if they refuse to submit to yours. Right. <laughs> and so part of this training process is um, that that they learn to submit to and obey our voice. And then that's easily transferable for them to listen to and submit to the to the Lord's voice. Yes. And so all of this is tied together in parenting and discipline is not only it, it's not about like Nathaniel said and punishment. It's about training them into healthy adulthood to these right. relationships, to connection with us, to connection with others and to connection with the Lord. And right. so all of this is intertwined. But if we leave out this huge piece of discipline and boundaries in our kids' lives, 
then we actually are cutting them off from the benefit that they could actually receive through the wisdom of our life and, and through the wisdom of our lives, but also through being able to connect with and follow the voice of God. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, 90% of what we probably more than that, nine, 90 plus percent of what we do have to deal with in our kids' lives and work, help them work through right now is them honoring each other's words. And, and so even, even in peer relationships, this is a foundation piece for having, having good connection and good relationships is you hear what they're saying. Like, yes, this is good. No, this is bad. Yes, I want more of this. No, please stop. Like, this is annoying, whatever it is. And actually, I, I show that I value you by hearing you, you know? And so... This is such a foundational relational principle is just honor for words. And it starts with us as parents choosing to discipline, to lead our kids into honoring our words. And then that can lead into healthy relationship with us, healthy relationship with peers, and most importantly, healthy relationship with God. All right. We have so much more that we could talk about here, but go ahead and um, feel free to put some questions and comments in if you have any questions and comments. But our time is up for today and we hope that you enjoy this content. Feel free to like and share. You can also listen to it on podcasts, wherever podcasts are found, um, looking for the Insight Now channel. We are Nathaniel and Amy White with Homemade Family. Thank you for joining us. God bless your family and your day. Yep. And I will bless you. I'll pray. All right. So Jesus, just I just bless all the parents. Like I know it's not easy and we're throwing a lot at people and God just what, whatever is helpful for um, parents in the moment that they're in God, would you just cause that to be what sticks and, um, and Holy spirit, you are our ultimate teacher and guide and you have helped Amy and me so much in our parenting. Would you do the same for all of those who are listening to this right now or in the future and, um, and just bless them, lead them, guide them, and help us build godly, amazing, wonderful families that honor you and live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah.